Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is Casey. Casey. Bellman. Casey at the bat. Casey, <laughs> Casey at the mic. Yeah, <laughs> I am at the mic so right now. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, hold on. Oh, there. Try that. All right. Actually, you can lift the arm up a little bit. That was a little personal right there. I mean, I know. I just got right up in there. Well, you did. You did buy dinner, so you... I did. I did buy dinner. <laughs> so. I am stuffed. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, the sandwich looked good. I've never gotten that sandwich there. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost got it when when you ordered it. I looked. I will at it, eat I was an like, Italian eh. sandwich anywhere it's offered at least once. <laughs> Here Give we it are a try. With sa- sandwich talk with Casey, <laughs> Daryl, and Brian. Um, anyway, uh, no. So welcome back to the show. It's Thanks been, for having me. It's actually been almost a year. Almost. Exactly. Um, you were the the. I was telling Daryl just I think yesterday or today. You were the yeah. second new like second guest host before Daryl was able to start full time as the. Uh, new uh new and improved co-host of the infamous podcast right. and you know so thank you for doing that um you know we're we're friends you know we text constantly our text chain um is pretty funny um from time to time thanks jay's vintage <laughs> yeah thank that. you thank you jay's vintage for, for that out. for sure um god that guy's hilarious yes he's he is hilarious um but yeah, no. Okay, so today we've got you in. We're going to talk some Star Wars. We're going to talk toys. Um, even though you dropped the big bombshell that you're not really collecting as much, which makes me sad because, you know. Yeah, uh, everything's packed away right oh now. Oh, yeah. In so between homes. You're, you're, you're so, moving, so yeah. I get it. I get yeah, it. So, it, it um, but yeah, I, I, I think uh, there's a lot to talk about, though. I, I think just with Star Wars alone, with being... I would almost say you're a bigger Star Wars fan than me. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm definitely third on the total poll of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it is. Here. I am wearing a Star Wars shirt, but like, let's be honest, like 90% of the time I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt, so that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, but starting off, we're going to talk about the uh, the Justice League. Um, HBO Max had a glitch last Saturday, and the first... I don't know, hour or so that Tom and Jerry was up. It wasn't Tom and Jerry. It was the Justice League. And uh, I actually signed back into Twitter after reading this article to go read some of the tweets. And it's just hilarious. Like, hey, HBO Max and (laughs) Tom and Jerry aren't in the Justice League, things like that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so here's the fun thing is, like, if you start streaming, like, I don't know if they can take it down. So I wonder how many people were able – to watch like at least the first hour right or are you able like once it's up like what is buffered so far like are you able to get like halfway in uh i didn't see anybody kind of posting that they saw the ending or anything like that but um i I know i always fight the urge when like game of thrones would come on to go to the end of the episode and screen grab something and then tweet (laughs) it like five minutes into the episode being on um but i just thought that was a dick move so you thought it was a dick move? No, <laughs> there's no thinking that is a dick move. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like, it, did they do that on purpose? I want. Well, I have never heard of something like that happening before. So I, I don't know if that was. That's tough to say, because uh, again, we're talking about WB, and I was just talking to my friend at lunch and how WB. Like Warner Brothers with the whole DCEU, they fall on their face all the time. They fell on their face with the HBO Max 
the release of or the premiere of HBO Max, mm-hmm. you know, the UI, everything. It's just terrible. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was I would be kind of surprised if it was done purposefully, but like just knowing how what they've done over the past few years, I think it was just a screw up. Yeah. I mean, it's a present day problem, right? You can anyone could go in and upload something that works in the office and find That's out that true, it was yeah. probably uh, uh, just the wrong file right. they were on or whatever and i mean it happens in movie theaters yeah. now i mean like right. if you go to a regal cinema like none of that is housed in the actual theater you're in it's all housed somewhere in tennessee mm-hmm. and it has really? to play and if there's an issue they have to get on with their internal customer support in tennessee to fix it like i remember uh when i went to try and go see john wick three there was like the sound was off like it was this high-pitched squeal like ear-shattering high-pitched squeal um and they gave everybody like the we went to out. see a movie like that uh, a few years ago it wasn't john wick because no. i don't think are you but, sure it just wasn't someone getting hit in the crotch because there was a lot of but no. no i mean it was like it was like um like a squeal like yeah. from the like it sounded like the speakers were like literally bursting wow um and they gave everybody money back and while i was waiting in line to get the money back i actually scheduled uh or bought a ticket for a showing within like the next 20 minutes at like a theater three miles away so. so i did see something about that was it last year or year before last where it was a kid's movie and they were showing like this horror movie accidentally <laughs> oh jeez! wow and that obviously didn't go well but i hadn't heard of anything on any of the streaming sites of this happening before yeah well i mean justice league is is, is definitely not pg like tom and jerry is and so i imagine there's some parents who probably sat down and were like you know hey kid watch this martha (laughs) why did you say that name martha martha we gotta save superman (laughs) i mean i will say i'm overly excited but i'm trying to mentally i keep prepare myself for four hours (laughs) on the couch i think we're gonna do like a bonus episode just because like there's gonna be so much to talk about there's no way i'm sitting through four hours I'll, i'll probably watch an hour pause Go run some laps. <laughs> Watch an hour pause and go run some well, laps. Well, that was the original thought that the rumor that it was going to be released in four episodes. They were talking about doing four over the span of a month. Which, no. Would have just killed everything. And then yeah. they were like, then we're going to put it all together. And it's like, well, no one's going to watch it in the first month. No. They're going to mm-hmm. wait. And so, no, I'm glad that they're doing this. Um, you know, but I'm not, like I've said all along, I'm cautiously optimistic. Actually, let me rephrase that. I'm cautiously pessimistic. Um, I want to be optimistic, but, like, Justice League was so bad. Yeah. But at least we won't have Joss Whedon yelling at the actors from Oscar. Yeah. And yeah. and I always say about this, I know what I'm going to get with Zack Snyder. And other than Sucker Punch, I've liked Snyder's movies. They are always the greatest. But, yeah, I was going through, going down through, like, yeah, Dawn of the Dead in 2004. I thought that was a very good zombie movie. But it's a shot-for-shot shot remake of somebody else's. I don't movie. care. Uh, no, but no, no. No, I, but what I'm saying is, like, I, and again, then you have 300, which, again. Which is a shot-for-shot shot remake of a comic yeah, book. Yeah, but he actually added a couple, like, plot lines. Still, still. It, it's still the, he used the Frank Miller comic Yeah, oh, absolutely. And recreated that beautifully. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, but still. It's still, it's still Zack Snyder. Uh, you have Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. You have um, Watchmen. I really enjoyed Watchmen. And I like the changes he actually did in Watchmen versus the comic, which, again, 
I'm not a huge Watchmen comic fan. I thought it was good, and I think it would have been great for the time. Mm-hmm. And then you have Batman v Superman. The Ultimate Edition of that movie is decent. Have you watched the Ultimate Edition? The I think I own it. Yeah. Theatrical version of that is I not. Don't think I watched it, but yeah. I own it. It's, it's on. It's on HBO Max right now, so maybe I'll watch that. The the Ultimate Edition of BBS. E- oh, I haven't is, seen that for, for like come yeah, up. But so I'll uh yeah I'll have to. I'll have to t- I want to say I'll have to take your word for it, but I feel like I need to watch BVS and Justice League again, which I really don't want to watch Justice League. I don't want to watch, but but we kind of have to. I think I. You don't have to unless you're going to come on and review. Yeah, I'm 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 going to watch it or the Snyder Cut. I actually enjoyed Justice League the way it was, um, (laughs) but not. Like, I don't like yeah. DC movies in general. Like I'm not like clamoring to get to the theater to see them, but I mm-hmm. do say that, you know, my wife and I watched that in the theater. We enjoyed it. We, we enjoyed that one. That's we fair. enjoyed yeah. Aquaman. We enjoyed Wonder Woman. We really didn't enjoy anything else. Like I, Suicide I liked, Squad was all right, but I liked Aquaman, but I watched it on HBO then now. Yeah. Right. Um, and and it's it's like oh this is underwater Black Panther, <laughs> I mean just like with less plot holes. Look, yeah. I was about to say I actually enjoyed Aquaman more. Like I, after yeah. watching them both a few times, I actually enjoyed Aquaman a little bit better. Are, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, I know I'm canceled now. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> so uh, at D Jasper seven on. <laughs> anyway, um. No, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think <clears throat> I like the idea of the Snyder Cut. I really do. I like what uh, I, I like that a studio actually listened to fans. I, I like that they threw another almost hundred million dollars into the movie to finish it. And I like that we're not going to have to look at Henry Cavill's uh, digitally <sighs> deformed face. Yeah, because he's he's a beautiful man. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. And he built his own PCs. Did your ovaries just explode? No, I am not that Star Wars girl. If you, I was going to say, do you know Anna, that Star Wars girl on no. YouTube? She's she, hilarious. So she's part of the fandom menace. Okay. Yeah, so she's that. great. Love her, right? Um, but she was doing some Henry Cavill videos, and she goes super simp for him, and she's in, like, this latex dress <laughs> where if you watch her videos, like, she's attractive. She's, yeah. she's very attractive, right? She's always like wearing a sweatshirt. Or yeah, something. like she had she a sweatshirt on she today's does not video. Use yeah, her body to sell her channel, right? She right. she she uses her hate for SJWs. <laughs> um, <laughs> God bless her. Well, when she does the re, you know, it's like <laughs> I kind of want to like go capture that and make that my ringtone. <laughs> she yeah, she does this really well. So, but uh, but no, her super simp stuff for Henry Cavill is just priceless comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I think the fact that we're gonna get to see more of like the nightmare scenario and everything with uh, with Batman and or Batfleck, however you wanna say it. Um, which I actually like him as Batman. Yeah, I do too. Certainly. Yeah, I thought he was really good Bruce Wayne too. Um, mm-hmm. Like we were talking about Superman versus or Superman versus Lois. Uh, Supes and I call it Supes and Lolo. Yeah. Um, it's catching on. It is. <laughs> going viral <laughs> as daryl shakes his head no that is a call back to yesterday since yeah. you were in here now we were able to do that yeah. um but like tyler hoakland is a really really great superman i think yeah but i think he's even better clark kent so which i think is the the harder role to play yeah i i i'd agree i'd agree sure. with that yeah. um 
But I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. And and we saw Man of Steel together. Mm-hmm. And I came out of Man of Steel very lukewarm. Yeah, and I was like, I, I didn't I really... hate it. You were you were simping for it. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, Not hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like a couple of the guys were like, this is the worst. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't the worst. I mean, yeah. it wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I'm interested to see. It, it looks like we're going to get Martian Manhunter. Um, You know, we're going to get like actual cyborg. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more of the Flash, which I'm like, Ezra Miller is just, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. And again, I, 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 I like him okay enough. I've seen him in a, only a couple things, really, let's be honest. But he just doesn't work for me as Barry Allen at all. No. Or the, like Barry Allen, the Flash, anything. Yeah. He might work as like Bart, like Impulse, you know, but even then. But I, then I you have the, the kid that was in Smallville that played him and. I actually liked his role, his version. Kyle Gallagher. Yeah. From Veronica Mars. That's who that was. Yeah. Did you ever watch Veronica Mars? Um, no. All four seasons are on Hulu. You've got a, this great, did, uh, a great movie for the, the you, and, you and Jacqueline to watch together. Or a great TV show for you and Jacqueline She's probably seen together. it. Yeah, that's another one of those things he he's told me about for years, and then I finally watched it. Was it last year or the year before? Was it 2019? Uh, it might have been 2019. Yeah, I finally said, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I was like, okay. I think it was when the fourth season came out. Yeah, that's yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I actually really liked it. It's great. It's yeah. like the best like teen detective show. And in the third season, you get an episode with Paul Rudd. A long time ago, we so, used to be Galactic friends. Treasure, Paul Rudd. Galactic treasure. Yeah. Okay. Um. But the other thing with uh, the Snyder Custer's rumors that we're gonna get a Green Lantern. So. See, a lot of the one one thing I ha- I've done I've purposefully avoided any of the character trailers and I haven't looked in Ooh, any articles. Cra- character trailers are what have me being cautiously pessimistic, like uh, leaning towards optimism. Okay. So it, it it's actually kind of just kind of like. It's just enough. Just okay. That's good. So, I didn't watch the Dark Side one or the Steppenwolf one, but I watched. Oh, I didn't the, even know those were. I watched like, the ones with the League members. Did you watch any of those? Uh, no. Okay. I didn't even know they had a Dark and, Side and Steppenwolf. And one. it's that like I think they did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was fever dreamed. Maybe I had a nightmare <laughs> scenario. Speaking of um, Zack Snyder fever dream. Martha. <laughs> anyway, uh, but speaking of Green Lantern, so HBO Max is is. There, there's a rumored Green Lantern series that's going to come to the to, to Max, and oh my story's taking forever. And and now they're saying it's going to be Hal Jordan, where before they were rumoring it was going to be um what was it? What's his name? Something Simon by, Baz, like, yeah, and nice. Jessica Cruz. Um, so Simon Baz is probably one of the dumbest Green Lanterns they've ever made. Right? There's no way the Ring is picking somebody who it was criminal who is actively setting a bomb yeah and who is actively that much of a stereotype yeah um jessica cruz i gave up on green lantern before she really became a thing um which was really hard because i have like i think every green lantern issue from 1985 through like 2014 it's like one of the ones i've always collected you know um that i never took breaks from I, i just have always enjoyed um especially like John and Kyle and Guy. Hal is my least favorite Green Lantern. <laughs> um, I think this is a huge mistake to do Hal Jordan. So who would you project? I would 100% do John Stewart because okay. Justice League Unlimited was the show that most millennials and Gen Z kids grew up with. 
And so to them, Jon Stewart is their Green Lantern. Hmm. I would say, again, I actually would love to see Jon Stewart. And again, it's a it's comics, so I am far down on the totem pole. But I, I did I have read some green. I actually read like I think it was called Green Lanterns with Simon and Jessica when they were yeah, like teamed was, up. Yeah, when they were the protectors of Earth, when yeah. when all the good Green Lanterns were yeah. off like doing things in space. But I would actually, and again, when you talk about you know the whole doing things with a checkbox, John Stewart is not one of those things. He's actually his own strong character yeah. and. It wouldn't be, and again, it's this is not like saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna do a black Superman." No, you're. That's a, something totally different from saying, "Hey, let's bring John Stewart." Because to your point, you know, again, I'd seen him in the in the um, in the cartoons here and there, even though I didn't. It's it's again, it's one of those cartoons I didn't watch consistently. You missed out. But I would watch here and there. Uh, so, and again, that's there on my list. I have my list. Did you is, watch Justice League Unlimited? No. It's on HBO Max as well. Yeah. Okay. So my two watch list again. That's it's just it's obscene. Sometimes I actually list. log into your account to see what's on my two watch list, <laughs> and I fight the urge to add things to it that I know you haven't watched. Do it, like, because so, yeah, because I, I have a. I, I feel like that's Clark like overstepping the bounds with the kids, like spying on them, and then showing up at school. It's like, yeah, Daryl, you should be watching this. <laughs> All right, I'm watching Haley's. And I'm watching Daryl's oh, library. I usually end up watching stuff on Haley's yeah. by mistake. Because so, I'll, I'll pull it up. And, like, yeah. I'm so used to it, it always being on mine. Yeah. But since she's, like, really going deep into the DC rabbit hole, um, yeah, I just – I, I kind of have to check and make sure I don't watch something rated R on there. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, did she I don't want her to get in trouble. I mean, because I totally would never admit that I watched it and I'd let her get in trouble. But <laughs> Why you did know. you watch this? Why did you watch this? <laughs> Why did you watch this? Why did you watch that movie? Why did you say that? Well, like, I got a notification one time on Instagram saying that she had an account. And so I was like, and it was like pictures from her phone and stuff. And it's like, why? And she claims it wasn't her. Mm. I went through her email. Um, There was like a sign up, like email confirmation and things like that. So it's, she, she was like, well, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt because she had a really easy password. Uh, so we changed all of her passwords. So like one, two, three, four. I deleted the account. So, um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, but um, so I get your point as far as like, you know, these are you know, if you're targeting these people who were introduced to that character or the green, just the Green Lantern just mantle, green lantern, yeah. At you know with with Unlimited and you have John Stewart, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I mean, like in in Justice League Unlimited, we got to see Guy. And mm-hmm. we got to see Kyle. Um, you know, there was no how in there. I, or there might have been a little bit, but like not a much. Um, and then, you know, in 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 a lot of these animated movies that have come out, it's been how, but it's like the new Fifty Two version of how, where he's yeah. all braggadocious and like Nathan Fillion is the voice, and it's just. It doesn't work in any stretch of the imagination. I actually like all in these war. people who are like uh, Nathan Fillion should play Hal Jordan. It's like, well, if he wasn't seventy years old, like yeah. maybe. In um, the rookie, he's like forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing forty-two. I yeah, he, yeah, he's he's a rookie cop, and I love that show by the way. So he's playing down thirty years oh, in yeah. age. Because I mean, he's he's like 
He's he's in his forties. He's is like in his age. mid he to late forties. I'm that age, and I'm like how what how old are you? Forty two. I'm forty three, and there's no way he and I are the same age. Yeah, he'll be able to get oh, that. No, out he's in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah, he's probably in his early. He's forty nine. Oh, so wow. yeah, there you go. Okay. But he looks like he's in his fifties. He looks like he's sixty. Yeah, like he he he's had a hard hard. He just he doesn't look that old. He's a hard traveling hero. My mother in law so. cannot listen to any of this episode, by the way, because she loves that man. Okay, so I was first introduced to Nathan Fillion on Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place, which <laughs> dropped the Pizza Place became Two Guys and a Girl, where he played Johnny, uh, Trailer Howard's boyfriend, and he was my favorite character on the show, and that was like the the introduction of Ryan Reynolds to the universe. Um, in a main way, and he was gold in that. But Johnny was my favorite character on that show because Nathan Fillion was great. Um, so I, I'm, I'm jokingly bashing him, but yeah. Um, but no, I I, I think um, John Stewart would make more sense, and Common would be the perfect person to play him because I know you disagree on that. But like, so so John Stewart is very analytical. Mm-hmm. He's an engineer plus he's a former marine okay yeah so was, yeah. I, I think like if you go back and watch john wick 2 like was, common he has really, that like showed that to me there um where it's like okay that's when i was like this is who should play john stewart I, I i'm not totally disabused of the idea i to that point common is very limited in his acting range but with that being said he does show some of the qualities and characteristics to what you're talking about. Yeah. So it doesn't, he doesn't have to have, you know, this spectrum of emotion from a to Z necessarily, but he, yeah, I, I, I could get on board with him playing John Stewart. Do you have someone you think would be a good John Stewart? Uh, you guys are talking another language to me <laughs> because I have no green lantern experience at all. Other than He's the black green the lantern. So Ryan, you, you, Ryan you... Reynolds version, which <laughs> That's Hal Jordan, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only one so. I know. That's the only really involvement with Green Lantern I've ever had in my life. Fair so, enough. so um, brightest day. <laughs> hey, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> just thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but I'm here. Hey, we got you out of the house. <laughs> yes, you did. So, and it's exciting because this is the first time we've had a full studio, and like I've been wanting to have someone come in, and it's perfect. That and the studio you. audience, they've been so great tonight. They yeah. have. The They're two huge. skateboards are just yep. like the All best. I think I think the Ahsokas over there are yep. doing a great job. They're yep. like really wrapped. Look at those eyes right there. I mean, Maul's not looking at us at all, but whatever. I've got three Ahsokas? Yeah. No. Yeah, three. No, four. I got the little mission fleet ones that you guys hate. And, like, (laughs) I was, like, I was all excited to get them, and I was going to post a picture. Like, look what I picked up. And then you had, like, texted something about, these are the stupidest things. I'm, like, hiding my shame. No, they're not that bad. I I saw that new Mandalorian pack, and, I mean, the Cardoon in there alone is going to be worth Hundreds of dollars. I'm pissed that so, I opened it now. I know. I'm so mad that I <laughs> opened it. You lost all the collector value. So, uh, anyway, um, well, that's the uh, that's the the, the the subtitle on the episode. It's like it says the real question: Are you an inbox or open kind of collector? <laughs> so, um, I've morphed into both personally. I feel, yeah. yeah, I'm the same. So yeah. Uh, all right. So our last bit of news here is uh, Jack Schaefer had a really great interview with Deadline. Um, and if you're not familiar with Jack Schaefer, you haven't been listening to this podcast for the last month. 
Um, she is the the head writer for Scarlet Witch, and uh, she wrote the Black Widow movie. Um, or I'm sorry, she has the story by credit for Black Widow. Uh, Which but, we'll never see, so it doesn't matter. It's never coming out. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know what they did is they took it up to a tall mountain and dropped it off a cliff. <laughs> There's that horse in the corner again. Hey, I, you know, you have so few things that you're not perfect on, Daryl, that, like, you know, I, I, have to, I have to jump at it when I, when I can. Yeah, it, it's like it's like the whole comedic timing thing. When, when I mentioned anything about Black Widow, it's like, waiting for the response <laughs> it's like yeah. he can't help it like one of these days he's gonna go like two weeks without saying anything i'm like are you okay mm-hmm. um well I, I kept trying to buy Haley the black widow uh christmas ornament she's like no you're just gonna knock it off the tree and let me find it on the ground it's like, yeah um but no so there's this really great article uh it's in deadline it's in the show notes uh and she's talking about um like the grief of Black Widow and, and things like that, but one of the interesting things is she she when she goes into it, she talks about how she's not a good comic book reader, and um, just thinking about uh, the whole Wandavision thing, right? Like she has some deep cuts. Like Agatha Harkness is not a known character. No, I mean. Mm-mm. Did you know about Agatha Harkness? Like I, I knew of her, but yeah. I don't know enough. So, I mean, she started out as Franklin Richards' nanny. Can I say it like that? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. Franklin, <laughs> Frank started as Franklin Richards' nanny. Um, Martha. And uh, anyway, and she, you know, she was she was a mentor to Wanda for a bit. Um, like I told you, she was in X-Men Evolution mm-hmm. as um, Mystique and... and tied in with rogue she was rogues like foster mom um but she she's a character who has not been had that dusted off in a, in a solid like 10 or 15 years um and, and so something like that monica rambeau while you know captain marvel definitely gave more attention to monica rambeau monica rambeau has not really been seen in the comics a whole lot lately especially as spectrum with the power set that they gave her in the uh in the show but I, I so i have to say i'm almost glad she's not like a quote-unquote good comic book reader because she talks about like she she glanced at house of m she kind of she looked through some stuff um you know Kevin she really... said she couldn't like really understand which panel to go to next like well sequential, sequential storytelling that... like is hard it's right. hard to read like yeah you have to learn how to do it yeah i mean i'm certainly i mean i have a artistic eye i mean i have a degree in illustration so you know for me it's i see that just from years of training and knowing how to tell the story and things like that but for someone like her who you know just admitted straight up like i had a hard time reading the comics like i don't know which panel to go to next like that's a pretty brave i mean she did an excellent job i I thought i I thought she did a fantastic job i think that the team of her and i said this last week her and matt shackman matt shackman who directed Mm -hmm. all of the episodes if they're not given multiple like large scale Marvel movies to do, mm-hmm. it is a gross disservice to this creative team that they have. I, I, I don't know if they stumbled upon or if they were like a team beforehand or, or whatnot, but like they worked really, really well. Together. Very well. And you know, we like to kind of harp on SJWs, right? One of the best things they did with WandaVision is they weren't like, 
it's a girl power all female writers you know they they went with like this great they had this great writers room honestly the episodes that i disliked the most were from the woman who's writing and directing captain marvel 2 oh yeah mm-hmm. so because i did not like that fourth episode yeah. that was that was my least favorite one as well. it just was so spoon feeding and like so this whole thing but, about not necessarily knowing the comics, it's a interesting take in the sense of it could be very dangerous if you're not knowing the source material or don't care about the source material, Ruin Johnson. But, uh, <laughs> and again, if this, I would have had an issue if this was a DC, this, there, there, I think there would have been issues if there, this was a DC property solely because you don't have a Kevin Feige overseeing this. And and he definitely had you know helped them along and and like you said Brian, she had some good cuts in here where it's she had a, a decent enough knowledge where she wasn't coming in look coming in as if she was you know a blank slate. Yeah. But I I do think especially when you're talking about canon universes and again we've seen issues with Star Wars <sighs> that I want. Now again, it's it's not. I don't want just the biggest fans, because uh, if you have the talent to write, we can work with your knowledge of the material. I think this is a good case, and that's that, right. right. Like she had the restraint not to put Doctor Strange in the finale. She had the restraint not to go with Mephisto, like which would have been just kind of a rip off of Dormammu, Dormammu, from uh, Haley calls Angel Dormammu. Um, so, uh, which would have kind of been a ripoff of, of Dr. Strange, right? I've come to, to bargain. The big, yeah. Um, but like, I liked how they tied it into shield with the dark hold and like, mm-hmm. you know, like some of that stuff. And like, it's like, oh, are we going to get Jaime Reyes ghost rider showing up in, in a Marvel, like in a Disney plus thing or something? Um, I actually really liked his version of ghost rider. Great. Did you, you watch shield, right? Yeah. So to the car. Oh my gosh. Better yeah. than the Impala. Yes. Wow. There and was I love the zero Impala. hesitation yeah. there. He's like one of the biggest stands for I was about Supernatural. To, <laughs> I was just about to say I'm a Supernatural stand. He <laughs> is like, you know, he's got Dean tattooed on his back. No, I, I don't. I, but like, I actually have their, like, the whole like thing for to ward off possessions, like, tattooed on my and, chest. And I really he's don't, got but. a Jared Pilecki, uh, Padlecki, have you say a tramp stamp <laughs> like, of him laying like Jeff Bridges in Jurassic oh, Park. Boy. Brian is what you call an unreliable narrator. <laughs> so. But yeah, I, 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 she well, I sh- won't tell you where he's got Johnny Lawrence tattooed. <laughs> anyway. So. Strike first, strike hard. <laughs> So they did enough job. They did a good enough job to show that you, as long as you have the talent to be, you know, to write and to create, you can get that other experience or you can lean on people like Kevin Feige to say, Hey, we need help with X, Y, and Z. So I'm sure he lays amazing groundwork in the beginning. Like he, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think he makes things very clear in the beginning that uh here's where the direction has to go and then mm-hmm. you for for certain things and then you do the rest you know and right see how you how you do but uh there's got to be some amazing direction there and that's why the mcu has been so successful yeah. because they had a plan not kathleen that, kennedy oh my god 
We're gonna get there. Oh, okay. That, after we're done talking about this, <laughs> we're going. We're going. Oh, take our shots God. there. Huh? Uh, shots is is not even the right word. So, <laughs> Daryl's getting limber over here. <laughs> we're gonna drop bombs. We're gonna we're gonna go straight CM Punk, and and, and have pipe bombs. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, having someone who's actually talented at what they do, regardless of their um, infinitesimal knowledge of the mm-hmm. source material is always going to be better than someone who is a straight-up super fan. Like, you know. I could have done this. I never could do what she does. I could not run a show. I could write um, this. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> look, we've been there. We don't need to repeat that. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, no, I, I think I think, you know, there was just such a great creative team involved here. Absolutely. And, and I think her guiding hand as the head writer really pushed the envelope in, in the two episodes where it seemed like they kind of turned it over to the heir apparent with Monica. Um, I forget her last name now. Not Geller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and not Bell. Oh, we got to go back and look. Um, anyway. But that's what but, we always say, yeah. too. We, one of the things we always say when they say we want to do an all X, Y, or Z, it's I don't care. Give me people that are talented. That's all. That's Don't do the whole check-a-box thing. Get the people that are talented that can tell the best stories. Monica – or I'm sorry, Megan McDonald was her name. Um, like, yeah, I, you're right because we got good stories. There, there was – when. The two, the two, she bookended the season, right? She wrote the first episode and the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you thought the first part of the season was slow. Um, yeah, certainly. I mean, it, it's not the token Marvel story. See, know, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that they took their time to build a mystery. Um, was some of it obvious? Yes. Was all of it obvious? Absolutely not. But I mean, like the Agnes, Agatha Harkness thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I kind of saw, I mean, I mentioned it early on, like, I think in the second episode. Right. Um, but at, at the same time, like, part of that was just, like, me trying to flex on you with my Marvel knowledge. Um, <laughs> so, oh, she's going to be Agatha Harkness. Um, and I'm like, I have no idea. Who yeah, she you're is. like, oh, whatever, dude, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, put your shirt back on and quit flexing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> get in my belly. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's just one of those things, though, where this this is a really, really great creative team they put together. And honestly, I'm okay if this is the only season one. Yeah. Really yeah. I, I don't mind that at all, honestly. And, and again, like when I was telling you all when we went out to dinner, is that from what I understood, that's what I thought the plan was all along. Like I never expected it to go a, a second season. I was happy it was nine episodes instead yeah. of eight. Like right. I, I thought that actually Yeah, added. because we thought it was eight I'm and... never I'm never like let's give us let's give a show yeah. more episodes. I'm always like let's rein it in. Like, yeah. Ten, let's go eight. Eight, let's go six. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen, no, too many. Twenty two, just cancel it. <laughs> um right. but uh but no, I, I just I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think um you know this is a great blueprint for what they can do. Um, they're not going to drag things on. Um, like if you, well, yeah, that's, well, well, so no, I just, I think when, when it comes to Jack Schaefer, uh, I, I think she has a very bright future in television. Um, and much like I like to follow creators in comic books and things like that. I do like to follow showrunners to new shows to see what they do. 
Um, a great example of that is Stephen S. Tonight um, with like Buffy and Angel and then into Spartacus and Black Sails, which I actually watched the pilot of. I That's one of my favorite intro songs. So, like, oh, yeah. I like the Vikings intro song a oh, lot. I did like not like how stuff. they changed it for the last season. Um, I skipped it in the last season every time just because I was in too much of a hurry to get through it. Um, but yeah. All right. So, um, now on to Casey. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my turn. Casey at the back. <laughs> Should we offer him some brownie and lemonade? <laughs> like Chris Hansen. <laughs> no, but we know someone who does need that. Oh, that's bad. Anyway, uh, all right. So Casey is here mainly just because we love having Casey on the show, and he's in town, and he has an open invite to come on the podcast whenever he wants. Um, Much appreciated. I mean, I'm living out of a suitcase right now. Um, A year ago was, you know, the pandemic was just getting announced around this yeah, time. Yeah, we didn't even have lockdowns yet. Y- like, yeah, we were right so. before the lockdown. So, I mean, everything was still kind of normal. I don't even remember why I was in town. You were just um, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I really just don't even remember what uh, what caused that to even happen. But uh, came into town for that. And then, um, you know, everything locked down um, soon after. And, you know, my wife and I conceived during lockdown we have a and and i don't know if this is even you know going to be listened to on this podcast because it's totally off subject but like you can't even find a doctor right now there are so many people having babies right now yeah like one doctor told my wife like i only normally you know deliver 40 to 50 babies a a month and i'm at 70 right now wait 70 a month and we're like begging doctors to like take us since we moved. Of course, we had a doctor set up in Illinois, but glad to be back in Ohio. Yeah, welcome glad to Doctor to... Talk with Casey. Yeah, exactly. Brian that's Barrett. crazy. I mean, that's something. That no, it's no. So it... many things that I'm learning. No, right we now. love the yeah. tangents. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah. it gives me the the the, the snarkiness to say welcome yes. to whatever. Talk. Like, right. what was yeah. it? last week's sandwich talk? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so no, I mean, this is great, and I'm so happy for you, and and you know. Uh, you, you get to join the, the fraternity of dads. Yes, I'm so, having a run, son. and Run, uh, run now. Run, run. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are naming him Beckett from Solo. <laughs> really? We are naming... <laughs> choked on my own voice here. We are naming him Beckett, yes. I'm calling him Kylo, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are naming him Beckett. Uh, you know, I'm Woody... No, what did you know, I say in the is... text? I said you should name him Grogu. You did, yeah, when, when that was revealed. And unfortunately, that got shot down immediately. I mean, Grogu Bellman is a, is a power name, right? Yes, I mean, that's a quarterback. That's a point guard. It's definitely not a field goal kicker. No. Beckett, that might be like a midfielder in soccer. I, I get the same response. Everyone says it sounds like a... Like a private school kid, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's definitely gonna wear the polo shirt, two yeah. polo shirts oh, with yeah. both poly- Pop. collars popped. Yep, with the sweater. Yes, just folded over though, right. not tied. Just, just like nicely folded. Midsummer. Yes, you know. Midsummer. Boat shoes, no socks. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> wife has a ton of style, and that's gonna. I'm gonna call him Killer Bees. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Woody played Beckett and Solo, yeah. and he grew up. In this yeah, area. just right down the street yeah. from, from you. Yeah, so you know he's uh, he's a big time celebrity in the area. One so. of the more interesting characters in Solo. 
actually yeah. one of the more interesting characters in Disney Star Wars. That is, I don't think correct. that's being yeah. hyperbolic. No, no, no it's not, not at all. But uh, we are excited. It's a big change. So of course that's made a big change in the collection as well. I mean, one reason the collecting is dying down at the moment is because I'm moving and uh, in between homes at the moment, just waiting on one to close. But um, very much um, drowning in my collection right now. Had to uh, sell off. Well, didn't have to, but decided to sell off quite a bit of just stuff before I moved. Yeah. Just to you know have a smaller bill for the moving company, yeah. you know, and to just, afford that nice house. Yeah. Well, and to pay for <laughs> no, the move, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a smart move just to kind Did of you sell any of the Kenner stuff Dumb down. No, no, that's something I, I think I would never get that's, rid of that's at this Beckett's point. Inheritance. Yeah. Once that inserts the collection, it doesn't leave. So, um, but you know, I, I focus more on vintage collection right now. I, I love the vintage collection. I love the card backs. You have actually uh, got me hooked on the TVC stuff. Yeah, like it's, I, I'm it's I, like addicting. I bought the Armor and Moff Gideon Black series just because I haven't find them. Um, I wasn't necessarily going to get them because I have two of the deluxe edition right. Armorer. Yep, and I've got the um, the vintage collection. Uh, Moff Gideon coming anyway, but it's like you know what? I like them. They look good. They're here. I never find anything in the wild anymore. They're fun so, when you do open them. Yep. I I don't normally with the vintage collection. I I love them on the card backs. I love them on display. Um, you know, I put them in cases. I'll put them in cheaper cases. I go yeah. to retroprotection.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Dan over there. He's got a great operation. Check him out online. Um, it's super cheap cases that you know make these figures look like they're in acrylics you know yeah. i mean just looks great pretty so i like yeah. to open them and then send a picture of the like open card to jay, to jay. yes to just it hurt his, his soul it hurt hurts his heart his soul. yep he does so. <laughs> i have begged him to open stuff up even stuff that i've asked him to send to me that i know i'm going to open yeah. i ask him just please open it. just open it just video yourself opening it <laughs> and he, send and he it can't to do me, it and he just won't do it no there's <laughs> yeah. no way he, so he, i can't no he'll so. even like bubble wrap it and everything i'm like dude i'm not opening i'm not keeping that yeah. in package i'm opening it he, he showed me like where he's living right now and like the storage he has yeah and the amount of just vintage just vintage series. yes is impressive he's got everything in vintage collection and i'm talking like 2008 or 2010 or whatever it started which some of those figures go for you know three four hundred dollars and you know they're only a decade mm-hmm. old hmm, like nice. geez uh, it's, it's an amazing collection he's worked very hard to get it it's impressive yeah but uh yeah my, i i at this point vintage collection is the you know it's it's cheap it's probably why it's so easy for you to pick it up is you know it's 12 13 14 bucks you know it's something you like you you can crack it open actually i i like that the i feel like the the molds have gotten better the very good quality um yeah like the the ahsoka and the mall molds that are coming out are great Mm -hmm. um the grief cargo one is is really nice looking yeah and and you know things like that um like even the mando like the mando stuff but like the hondo is my favorite of the um of the vintage and then the the cardoon like yeah you know not just because gina is awesome and we stand with gina but um you know and my cardoon is holding pedro pascal's head so <laughs> i gotta post that picture you must so Where'd you get that? What that? Where's the head from? It's from a vintage collection Mandalorian, <laughs> like a deluxe. So you it's, cannibalized yeah, it basically. The, well, it's the replaceable oh, it's head. The, the, okay, yeah. so the... it's the one I opened because I, I 
ended up getting to um because i pre-ordered it and then they canceled it and then they sent it to me weird yeah that's walmart, the walmart man. yeah it's the walmart okay walmart i was about to say it was at walmart this because is the way. yeah <laughs> so that that happened to me with something from walmart yeah because i had like i it like went back up so i was like well shit, yeah. i'm just gonna get it because this is getting canceled and i got it and then i got both of them like so they I mean they charged me for it it's not yeah like, i mean of course they're gonna charge me for it but uh but yeah i don't know if you guys have been watching the recent uh hasbro live streams or if you do ever watch the uh, the hasbro live streams um when they do a Star Wars related show, which is probably once a quarter or so, they get roasted so bad in questions about just, you know, if, if you just watch the comments, it's please stop, you know, offering exclusives through Walmart. Please mm-hmm. stop going to oh, Target absolutely. for exclusives. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But it's it's obvious to anyone who's paying attention that. They're making tons of money from oh, Walmart, yeah. Target. I mean, those are the largest retailers they out there. They don't care that nobody gets them. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't, don't care, care that, that they don't Target... care, and Walmart and Target don't care because no. they're still selling the well, product. Target, Target doesn't do anything to fight bots. No, they don't. Right? No, no, I, I think Walmart at least kind of tries. Yeah, I um, agree. But kind of. like, mm-hmm. But, I mean, like the bots are always going to be much more outclassed of the e-commerce systems. Yeah. But – Target doesn't even bother. No, and and like doesn't matter to them. Things sell out in seconds. Oh, I've seconds. I've had that happen where I if something would go on sale, say at twelve noon, and I was eleven fifty nine. I'm there and I refresh. I get it all the way and like and again I'm logged in. I have all my information in there. You know I go, get through to you know complete order within 30 seconds and then it's like it's not in your cart anymore yeah. because it's sold out I've i mean the only reason to have hasbro pulse premium is the times where the premium members get to order a day early yes and, and even then the last two years it's been a disaster but you still have a better shot you have a yeah. better shot you, but you, it's still you've got like a 40 percent shot yeah. instead <laughs> of an eight percent shot that's what i wouldn't even say eight yeah. percent i was you know again, there's it's a, <laughs> there are a lot of people right now because if you do have pulse you're getting that email saying mm-hmm. it's time to renew yeah. i haven't even thought twice about renewing no. like i am not, not renewing there is not a chance that i'm going to renew what's 50 bucks right yeah. um and, and it i did not get 50 bucks worth out of, out of the last well, two with years. the free shipping i definitely got the 50 bucks sure. worth but we didn't pay for it at all no like both the first two re- yeah. we signed up like uh, we all bought something the first day, so right. we got it for free for yes. the year. And then with the pandemic, they re-upped it for the year. And mm-hmm. then, you know, but. But think about, you know, just the the Hasbro Pulse site is still a disaster. I mean, I. At Celebration. Yeah. We, I got, we, were, we were talking to the web guy. Completely blew us off. He had no care he in the world what we were saying. So my friend in marketing there, I like, I, she was on maternity leave because she was supposed to be there, and it was like I was so excited to see her. Um, but like I told her about it, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, like I'm not surprised at all that you guys got that response." That was completely after it was revamped, and mm-hmm. it was much better than Hasbro Toy Shop, mm-hmm. but there were some very easy solutions to fix. Well, the fact that you can't like put multiple things in the cart at the same right. time. You have that to is buy, so... back out, buy back, or, you know, go back out. That's one of the out. dumbest things. So, I mean, typically what I'll do is I'll open it in multiple browsers, mm-hmm. right? And then when it goes up, I'll buy the one thing that I want and then go and buy the, you know, just bop, 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 three taps. Yeah. yeah. But so... you shouldn't have to play the game. No. I mean, you should. It's... One click, you buy the whole lot, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. 
I mean, I've started more with the uh, Big Bad and you know Entertainment Earth, and you know, especially oh, I gotta post that. We have an affiliate link with Inter- Entertainment nice. Earth now, and I, I only use that to buy stuff from yeah. them now. Yeah. So, um, I have to send that to you too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Forgetting to do that, but um, you know, and uh, Dorkside, I I love mine from Dorkside. They they are the fat by far fastest. I have me. met Eddie at uh, Wizard we, World Chicago. We met him at a and we met him at celebration, yeah. which I had seen him two years previously in Chicago at Wizard World, and just loved loved hanging out with him. You know, it was it, great people. Um, I spent like two hundred dollars at their booth. Yeah, they they're they're fun to um, just chat with. Mm-hmm. Um, they always want to know when you see them in person, like what's hot, what are you looking for, what are we doing that we need to do better. You know, it's just to me, like, you know, I had to beg Hasbro to listen to me say, hey, there's a few quick things you could fix on this new site that you're working on. And they didn't care at all. And, you know, to get that basically the opposite response from Eddie there at Dorkside, like I actually at this point only have pre-orders set up through them because I just want to give them the business. I bought the shirt. I love wearing the shirt. And everyone's like, what's Dorkside? Like, (laughs) it's the greatest toy website on the planet. Good people. So. I just don't get how if you have a product, whether it be a website, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, and somebody is coming to you offering you advice on making it better, and and they're very earnest about that, why you wouldn't just stop and say, hey, let me know what you think. Right. I, I don't get that. Yeah. Don't get it at all. Uh, I don't know. It's weird, but let's talk about the state of Star Wars since we talked about the toys and, and kind of the the missteps Hasbro is making. God, you know, I kind of wish other brands would have a chance to make Star Wars toys. Not Mattel. Maybe Mattel a little bit, but not Mattel. Um, you know what I'd like is the boss fight people to get to make Star Wars stuff. Yeah. That would be great. That's great quality mm-hmm. stuff. So, I know that I've got like six of them out. Like, yeah. I think I have like 30 of them at this point. It's funny you mentioned that because it was at a few weeks ago we were talking. I was telling you about how, so I'm a, I'm I'm pretty decent, pretty good in the games in the, in the video games. PS4, don't have a PS5, whatever. Feel sorry for me, but uh, one of the things donate to Patreon so I can give Daryl the money to buy a PS5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we've said about, uh, and again, this is not just with toys. It's not just with video games. But competition breeds ingenuity, breeds creativity. What, like one, one of the worst things to happen, or probably the worst thing to happen to professional wrestling was when WWE bought WCW. Exactly. And the product of WWE immediately went downhill from there. And when I was telling Brian, I think it was last month I was telling you, I watched this like 45-minute, maybe an hour video. It was like in two parts on the downstate of Madden, uh, the game. And, you know, I used to be a Madden fan. The last Madden I bought was, like, in 2004 or 2005. 2005 was the greatest year yeah. of Madden. I don't know. Do you play video games? Yeah, not so. not Madden. But, so. like, that was – but then Madden – then you had NFL 2K back then. You had mm-hmm. Madden. So, again – You had the college. Yeah. And, college. Yeah. And which is coming college. back, by the way. Right. But, like, the college game was always superior to Madden. And, yeah, because and, you could run the option. Yes. And, the, and the, what happened was Madden – Got EA got the exclusive NFL deal, and so no other you know company could so 2K couldn't make it. 
and what happened over the years, like there's like like um objective proof that Madden now is worse than Madden was 15 years ago. It, like objectively, like yeah. like they don't have the same options. The character animations were better in 2004 than it is on PS4 or computer systems. How does that happen? It happens because they there's no need for them to innovate. They know they have the license. So I'm although I think 2K is is going to be able to make a an NFL game is it next year or this year or something like yeah. that. But yeah, but 2K is messed up with wrestling. Yeah, you told me about that. Like with the WWE, the t- yeah. 2K21, 2K20 was so bad. Didn't they? That like, 2K21 well, never even came out. Okay, yeah. So and then they fired half the people, and they're like, well, "We're going to make 2K22 better," but how? So, like to you all's point, I would be interested to see how that would change things, like for from a creativity standpoint. If you had you didn't have Hasbro having the ultimate, you know, well, license of Star Wars. I mean, when Kenner had it, when it was just Kenner, but it was a different time, right? There wasn't, there weren't like forty. There was no Chinese supply chain to make this this injection molded plastic figures at like mass rates. Um. So, like, Kenner did a great job, like, pushing that envelope. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm biased because, you know, we yeah. grew up here and, and Kenner was here. Oh, I used to love but, Kenner yeah. stuff. Uh, if you're ever in Cincinnati, the mural um, right by the Kroger building where Kenner used to be um, with all of the Kenner toys is is amazing. And somebody actually defaced it a couple years ago. No. Bastard. They fi- I mean, they got it fixed. But yeah. still. Like, it's like, who? Like, there, there, there are... Th- Fifty other murals in this town. Go to face one of those. Yeah. <laughs> the camera one alone. Right. But uh, but no, I don't know. I I think it's just indicative of Star Wars right now because mm-hmm. Disney is so greedy. They're so greedy, and you you have these people who are working with and around and for Lucasfilm that do not put fans first, do not put story first, and and really are just there to push their own agendas, whatever Agenda. that may be. Yeah. Now. If you want to have, like, if you want to put your politics into a book, great. Do not make that the focal point of the book for, mm-hmm. for, for an IP that you don't own. Mm-hmm. If you really, really want your, your politics to be the focal point of the book, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a shocking suggestion. Create your own stuff. Right. Exactly. Like, Ethan Van Skyver, you know, is the comics gate, you know, whatever. Like, he got pushed out of DC because of his political beliefs. Um, and so he said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to write and draw my own comics. I'm going to sell them directly to people and the people who want to read his books, buy them and they buy a lot of them and his books sell, you know, one to 2 million copies where, you know, DC is lucky if they sell 25,000 copies. I was about to say, yeah. 25,000. Marvel is lucky if they sell 25,000 copies of a book. Yeah, what what like what do I what do we say? It's like they like do you all just not like making money? They don't like making money, no. But I mean, he's making money by going directly to the people, and you know, what, whatever you want to think about him, I'm not I'm not judging him. I I don't I, like the, the his cyber frog thing is not the kind of book I want to read, so I don't buy it. But if he put something out that I wanted to read, I would definitely buy it. But you know. And again, that that's the problem in where you you said, hey, if you want to inject your train of thought, your ideas, or whatever, 
create new characters, create original characters. Instead of instead, what what's been going over in the last several years is you're basically you know stepping on and pissing on like the legacy of all these characters that have touched people for decades upon decades. Let's say inspired. Touched is is a loaded word right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, anyway, inside joke. I'm sorry, um, but no, we were at Celebration and we were stoked when they announced the Mandalorian, and when Gina yeah. Carano was announced, we were all over the moon. Like this was great. Now I know you do not like her acting abilities, or yeah, she's, in your case, lack thereof. Yeah, she's um, not. She's kind of cringe sometimes. Whereas I disagree, man. I, I mean, think. action, yeah. I mean, have her beat people up all day long. Did you ever watch can... Haywire? I didn't see Dude, it. Dude, Haywire. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh got the greatest performance out of her. Yeah. Now, is she always great? No. She's in the Kickboxer remakes, and she's horrible. Oh, I didn't but know that. Everybody's horrible. Yeah. I didn't know. She, I didn't know she was in those. Yeah, even Batista is bad in those. Well, Batista's bad in everything. <gasps> <gasps> she is. I have, the I have weird a, thing is, is you he like I have Batista. He just you stop being able to see him yeah. at certain moments. Although <laughs> Batista being bad is not all his fault, no. especially what they did with the character Drax. I have a serious issue with yeah. how they handled him after the first guard. Jimmy so. pro cancel culture gun. Yeah, I get it. So anyway, but no, so so but like we were very excited for that. They even said we had one person in mind for this role because when we drew the pictures, we drew pictures of her. Yeah, all the concept art was pictures of her. So, like when when all these people were coming out and like, oh, they can just recast. They really can't because no. there's mm-hmm. no one else that they they wanted for for that role. Um, they could put Ronda Rousey in there, just darken her hair, have her, have her have her grow six inches. <laughs> yeah. So she would be just as cringe, if not worse. I'm, no, I'm it, it, she'd be worse. Yeah. You know much, the funny much, thing much about Gina and Ronda is they in consecutive Fast movies. Got beat up by Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, okay. which so define like defies credulity. Well, you know what happens is in those movies. I think after five, the one in Mexico mm-hmm. or uh, the Colombia, um, they put into the contract that they don't lose fights. The main like which the crew the the familia. Yeah, it wow. okay. So. And again, like both with the Rock and Vin Diesel. Lose another fight no. after after uh, it's actually the one in London. Mm-hmm. So. But, um, so both The Rock and Vin Diesel have some something similar to that in their contracts. And if you are so full of your ego that the character you play can't lose a fight, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all. Then, just, then just, you're the, actually, just say you're The Rock. Yes. There, There is no more inauthentic person in Hollywood than Dwayne Johnson. And I used to – I mean, again – I won't lie, I still like his movies, um, but like watching him over the last probably year on Instagram and some of his Instagram posts, really, like the more I saw, it's like this guy is fake. Well, he doesn't mm-hmm. understand what the term leadership means. Just putting that one out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> It was curved. She, she didn't put it back right. It was, oh it's my! Been bothering me. <laughs> OCD over here. Yeah. But yeah, to the, the whole Star Wars, you know, aspect of, you know, 
where they're going because you were talking about the fans and you have some of these people actively you know attacking fans or making fun of fans for being emotional or having a, a, a positive reaction to what happens in you know some of these Mandalorian shows or you have them just outright attacking fans or well, yeah and then you have those people say well you're not a true Star Wars fan like if you don't right. like a certain character it's like you're not a true Star Wars fan because you're not concerned about the story you're concerned about whatever virtue signal you want to put out there and you know like let's be honest like most of these guys are only trying to impress cosplay girls that's it yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah, no, right. yeah like and i'm not saying they're trying to like slide into their dms or anything but they definitely want to impress these cosplay girls who will come by their booths as uh slave leia for you know uh, uh an entry into the rolodex yeah it's hard to believe some of the things and i haven't gone deep into it but what the story group and some of the comments and some of the backlash i mean why is that even being allowed right now why are these people allowed a voice like you're you work for the largest property out there that has so much more potential even down the road and uh, like i don't understand because the leadership at lucasfilm right is, wants is, to destroy the platform they, they they want sorry go ahead no you're you're absolutely right like destroy the platform because some of these things they're doing to to think that this is just happenstance or accidental it it, it there's there is definitely a a goal an end goal in mind because this there's too many things going on over the last several years too many decisions that yeah I could say it's ineptitude and I think there is absolutely ineptitude at the leadership at Lucasfilm there's no doubt and and higher up with you know Disney is you know Disney has its own issues but like focusing on Lucasfilm there is a absolute lack of leadership of good leadership of direction and looking at it you can't help but wonder like like this is not just incompetence this is almost like a targeted um approach to tearing something down and building it in your own image well and i think they're, they're creating this narrative around who kathleen kennedy really is right they keep talking like uh, Bob Chapek in the in the call was talking about oh her creative direction. She 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 has been responsible for things like signs, which was not you know uh, not universally praised. She she was a producer on Avatar. The, the I'm sorry, The Last Airbender, <laughs> not Avatar. Um, you know the BFG was not well received. Solo obviously lost money. Uh, you know, she she just does War of the Worlds. She was a producer on, um, you know, Indiana Jones and the uh, Kingdom oh, of the Cro Crystal Skull. Oh, that should have disqualified her for anything. She was the executive producer, right? Like, let let I mean, the Sixth Sense. She was a producer on. Okay, great. Like, she's got some of this like stuff, but she rode coattails. She was she she started her career as Steven Spielberg's assistant. So she she got to to live and and breathe around Spielberg and Lucas at the height of their creativity, mm -hmm. and she had nothing to do with that. She had nothing. She like, Fievel goes west, an American tale, uh, 
Arachnophobia, Gremlins 2. Like, these are all good movies. The Money Pit, The Color Purple, Young Sherlock Holmes, The Goonies. Like, she she was, she, she had nothing to do with the creative process of these movies. Zero. None. And, and, and here they are, like, giving, like, saying she's like, well, with her creative vision. So if Star Wars is her creative vision, as Star Wars fans, we're screwed. Oh, we're 100%. Screwed. In trouble. So, 100%. Um, now, they had the 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 uh, the stock call, the quarterly earnings call, and Bob Chapek said, oh, well, she's going to be there for years to come. You know Bob Chapek can't get up there and answer as a question? when someone, Especially when someone asks a negative question. Oh, no, she's gone. Like, yeah, her that, contract is up. No, they, they, they can't. You he can't. He has to bolster mm-hmm. um, the, the, the idea that the stock is doing well and will continue to do well. And the one thing that hurts stocks is major change. Yes. Right. I mean, you look like we, we brought up WWE earlier. Um, last year, WWE had made record profits. And they laid off, even after laying off, like, or even before they laid off 40% of their staff. But they also fired, like, two of the top, like, business people. And when they did that, their stock dropped, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like a solid, yeah. like, 15 points. Um, like, I think at the end of the day, it was only, like, 5 or $6 a share. But, you know, if you have a million shares, yeah, that's $5 million that you lost. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's... Like, we have to take everything that came out of that call with 100% of a grain of salt. Yeah. How many times have you seen it in sports where it got, where they say, oh, we're going to keep this guy. He's here for the foreseeable future. Two months later, he's, he's gone. Yeah. He's fired. Oh, yeah. Like, whether it's a coach or a player, coach being fired, player being cut. Yep. I wouldn't expect him to say anything less. So, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing there's, that he, yeah. came out of that. So, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I saw some some videos making the rounds, and it was kind of just from the usual suspects about, like, oh, the Mandalorian's canceled. No, it's not. No way. No. They're not canceling it. It's it's not going to come back for at least two years. You know, they're, they're going to, especially now, with, with, with they're trying to the let way stuff. they did, the way they did Gina Dirty. Um I'm sorry. If you fire someone over social media, that's just a bitch move. Yeah. Or um, she finds out well, via social media. Yeah. That's and I've heard that, that other places, like not just with her, but I've heard that in the past where somebody in, in entertainment or sports or something found out about them losing their job yeah. from social media. Well, I mean, I fired you on Twitter like a month ago. What's Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep showing up. <laughs> well, now you know why I call you Milton. So, and I gave you a red uh, stapler for Christmas. So. I didn't get my paycheck. <laughs> That's, That's a really good impression. All right, Casey's got to talk with Milton for the rest of the episode now. And go. Uh, if, 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 I ha- if I have to move my desk one more time, I'll, I'm going to burn, burn the building down. I burned this place to the ground. Anyway, but no, it, it's just, uh, it, I mean, we're all lifelong Star Wars fans yeah. in, in here. And, you know, it is, it's one of those things that has, it connected us. Right. You know, um, it just deepens, you know, our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's lots of people who like, my relationship with some of them is predicated on, I'm going to call Brian so they can tell my kids the right thing about Star Wars because I don't know. <laughs> and I normally yeah. just make shit up and like, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy had like, no, I'm kidding. I never do that. 
<laughs> but uh but no i mean like we we as fans have invested our time our money our interest and our evangelism to this property and and for it to just be so cavalierly thrown away and especially to chase twitter clout for a platform that none of us are on anymore yeah it we i mean I, i'm not saying like it's like i mean it is it is the least populous social network yet for whatever well i, I well i know the reason but for whatever reason it, it is the most powerful when it comes to certain topics do you agree disagree i'm trying to get you guys canceled yeah so I, I, I will say what I tell Brian all the time about Twitter. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I, I never got on the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, didn't even really know what it was for for probably the first five years it even existed. So so I was like an early adopter where you had to like text through your phone yeah. for it to show up on the website. You couldn't even do it there. Um, Twitter was amazing when it started. And, and to be honest, like when, when everything went down in Egypt in like 2008, 2009, and they were able to, to accurately show what was happening with a military coup, um, violence in the streets against the citizens and the ouster of a sitting like uh, president. I think they have a president. Um, it was like, this is the future. This is what this is what we've worked towards and what communication should look like. And then they they decided, you know what? We're not even going to worry about making money because we don't we, we set this platform up all wrong anyway. We are going to lean into the the worst mental illness that people have, and it's FOMO, fear of missing out. And we're gonna we're gonna play on that. We're gonna use our algorithm and we're gonna trend things that make people think they're missing out on things, so we can we can further that that anxiety that some people feel and mm -hmm. that is what twitter has become and it's really really sad because it was a game-changing platform yeah I, I i'm trying to think of welcome to tech talk with yeah. brian casey and Dale. i think it was like 2014 when i first opened when i first no no when did uh yeah it was about 2013 or 2014 and but i hadn't used it for the last probably two years and i just i ended up deleting my account yeah, I mean, my original account was from 2007, and then my current account was from 2008. So, but, um, but yeah. But, I mean, it's all, like, it's just all that way. And, and like, I, I told you guys, like, everything I – I only post stuff for the podcast for the mm -hmm. most part, and it's all automated at this point. So, if, if you guys ever, like, see something on Twitter and you like it, thank you. I appreciate it. If you really want to get in contact with us, email us. Um, go to the website. Um, but yeah, it's just go actually go to our YouTube channel and leave a comment. Mm -hmm. That's the only place I, I have comments really turned on anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where, I mean, we, we were so excited coming out of celebration about what could the rise of Skywalker be? Yeah, for sure. And, and like that trailer was amazing. The, the Ian McDormand coming out, do it play yeah. it again yeah um Crazy. we were all losing our collective shit ish as the kids say um and and you know we i, I just just remember the joy we all felt like i i don't even want to wear my rise of skywalker shirt ever again 
Yeah, I think mine's at the bottom of the the bin somewhere. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the pile yeah. of the Star Wars shirts. Under like... the painting shirts. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's under the Star Wars short so Star Wars show shirt that I bought and cut the sleeves off of. <laughs> so Oh man. What right about there. uh what about Star Wars on YouTube right now? Oh, they are getting it's nuked. not on YouTube. They they haven't put anything new. They've started. They've they've just been I mean, posting things on Instagram oh now. Yeah, it's word. been getting nuked. The ratio yeah. is just insane. I've never seen that ever, and it to be consistently every single video since this whole High Republic garbage has come ignored. out. Yeah, like you know, like again, the Fire Gina Carano thing. They sure paid attention to that. Yeah, but like you have tenfold. The response to to you know, um, what what was it she said? Um, my my, whatever. Don't try to break me down by telling lies when all I, I have to do is say the truth, truth to yeah. destroy you or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, strike me down now, and I shall become more powerful than you can even and imagine. They really don't pay any attention yeah. to their own. Oh no, they that. don't. Um, because that's exactly. I mean, they did. She's she is Obi Wan Kenobi at this point. They struck her down, and she has risen. Much more powerful than she and you ever would, have and been. you know that they thought, oh, this will blow over in a week or so. That's you know that these arrogant pricks thought that. So they, this is the first time. Well, I'm going to use the Eric July phrase that I hate, uh, normies. <laughs> that 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 normie Star Wars casual, what I like to call casual Star Wars fans, you know, <clears throat> uh, have seen something they don't understand what's happening. They go to look at it and they're like, wait a second. This, this is, no, nah, nah. okay. um, to 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 quote um, Blake from uh, Workaholics in Parks and Rec, nada. <laughs> uh, I don't like to say no, so we'll say nada. Anyway, um, you know, it's just too grizzle. It's the future. Um, <laughs> do you watch Parks and Rec? Um, yeah, I've seen. Okay, it. yeah. So anyway, um. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I, I do have to say I do like the fact that like you go through and you look at this. These are not bots. These are no. real people's yeah. names, real accounts, and it's not just the same one or two accounts like mass retweeting or mass commenting. It is it is 500, 800, 1000 different people. Yeah, um, I I was seeing the ratio and i was just going through the comments like i don't care about your video i'm literally muting i'm <laughs> just reading it. i turn comments. it on and pause it yeah. immediately so it doesn't count as a view right and i downvote it and then i go through and i read the comments and i'll i'll, I'll like you know mark i stand with gina you know crazy <laughs> so. yeah yeah I, I threw some some thumbs down in there that was it felt good it really did didn't it, it felt like i was kicking kathleen in the ovaries <laughs> <laughs> You got that was the perfect timing right there. Oh Jesus, oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Quoting Ricky Bobby. Anyway, uh, I mean baby Jesus is the best version. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that whole movie, by yeah. the way. Um, but no, I mean we were stoked. I mean, and even when like they were starting to do that forces female thing, um, they did not do that at celebration. No. It was it was the most inclusive Star Wars has ever felt to me, mm -hmm. and in in the fact that we were there with I don't know what was it like twenty thousand people more than that yeah I think it was like eighty thousand total over the five days or maybe oh, a hundred thousand yeah but like the fact that everyone was there to just love Star Wars mm -hmm. and 
there was no like even though people were making fun of the last jedi and like you talk to 80 percent of the people there and like yeah that movie's hot garbage um there was no hate like if ryan johnson could have walked the floor and the only person he had to worry about was this guy right here and I took pictures with him like four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing was when we got that. With, with, with oh, can I tell the story about the, when the tickets went on sale at the VIP? Sure. So when the VIP tickets go on sale, Casey's like, I'll spend $1,000 if I can take a swing at Ryan Jones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm in. Well, we were reading all the VIP yeah. perks, and I'm like, it's missing. <laughs> the only reason I want this. <laughs> I want one swing. One. Dude, could you I'm imagine? Not a violent person. 800, 800. There were only 800 VIP passes. Yeah. And if all 800 people wanted that. <laughs> now, I mean, some of these, like, Star Wars fans would definitely not do that. But, like, in some of them, if they're going to hit them, it's going to be like, eh. Like that. Yeah. It just upset so. me that I was at Celebration Orlando and, you know. He was out there pressing the flesh at night, handing out pizza and donuts and mm. things like that. And, and it was before the movie came out, so no one knew what to expect other than what Kathleen and everyone was telling us yeah. about how he was coming other to, than first draft. you know, yeah, save this, you know, second movie um, that we just believed it. That, okay, you, you guys did really good with Force Awakens. J.J. was, um, you know, a great choice for that. And... You know, I believe you. If you say this guy's going to be great, I don't. I mean, I, I, like, I have no reason not. Yeah. What was the the Joseph Gordon Love movie he made? It was uh, oh uh, Looper, Looper, which I really Looper, liked. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like Looper. Looper was you know good and and people you know, like Knives Out. Yeah, I like Knives Out. I'm never out. watching yeah. another one of his movies again. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, artistically, just visually, The Last Jedi was one of the best looking Star Wars movies. And it had there's one, no reason to disagree. Yeah. yeah. And it had one of honestly my favorite scenes in a Star Wars movie. When Chewie was getting no. ready to eat the porg and one hold o, hold the hold on maneuver. <laughs> yes. Although the so. porg porg was pretty funny too. I wonder if it does taste like chicken. Uh, do they have chicken in a galaxy far far away? Chicken like? I don't know. But that, that Maybe is, it all tastes like Wookiee. That is completely all that I can say of that movie. Yeah. I remember just walking out thinking, what in the world just well, happened? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, because we had these conversations at Celebration, and then we were all looking forward to Rise of Skywalker, and then we all walked out of that, and that text chain was brutal. Yeah. That, I mean, that was like, what the hell was that? So, for me, Last Jedi is kind of like how it was when I first saw Suicide Squad. I came out, and I was like, oh, it's okay. And then I watched it again, like the same weekend. I went to the movies again to see it, and it wasn't really okay. The Last Jedi is the Rocky movie that must not be named. Rocky. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we're talking about leadership. When you're making a trilogy, <laughs> you know you're making a trilogy. How do you not get a writer or, or an overlord, whatever you want to call it, to bang out the, the main story points of all three movies, so they... They did, and the guy in the middle threw it away yeah. and said, and, I and got that, this. And see, that's the problem. That's not leadership. And it's then like, he made a movie off of his first draft. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's not leadership. Kathleen Kennedy, whatever. You don't say, let I don't care who it is, and, tell, and let them say, I got this. 
Especially if you're supposedly have a story for a trilogy mm-hmm. and you just bring this person in. Look, you're in to do a job, direct the movie. And we already have the plan and we're going to follow that plan. So that that's another example of like just an overwhelmingly frustrating lack of leadership yeah. and lack of basic intelligence on how to tell a story. Serious question. Should Kathleen Kennedy be fired? Absolutely. Yes. Should she be fired before her contract is up? To Absolutely. Fall? Yes. What happens if they decide that, like, yes, they are going to extend it and she's going to be the steward of Star Trek for Star Wars for years and years to come? I just threw, a little, threw up a little bit in my mouth right there. Just keep leaning on John and Dave to yeah. there's, keep there's, there's, out if, if whatever she, they can. If she I think, continues to have the to range, be honest, there will be no John in no, I was going to say, to be honest, yeah, yeah I was just going to say that. If she, if she continues where she's going and she gets that extension – they're gonna they're gonna be like like either she's gonna because again those guys know what they're doing from a Star Wars standpoint do you believe the rumors that she didn't know about Luke Skywalker that they 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 threw that in kind of they filmed it and threw oh, it I didn't at know. the last minute I don't, I don't know I if I saw that, that rumor so, yeah. yeah so that's one of the rumors right that she was mad because she didn't know Luke was gonna be in there and she felt like that took away from again the, uh, you're the leader how do you not have control yeah. over. See, all I don't of that. believe it. That's I, the yeah. thing. I I think she knew about it. like she knew about it, but like I also think that like the High Republic, which is her baby. Oh my god! Or, they um, have a what is it? The High Republic. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's a character that's a rock called Geo. Yeah, Geode. I saw that. I've got like four geodes out in the, the garden. <laughs> so, uh, collector's like, edition. Uh, new new one is a collector's edition. One is a vintage. <laughs> like you know, um. One is a prehistoric, so <laughs> anyway. But uh, no, like we, we talked about High Republic when they first announced it, and we were kind of you and I were because you and I are both book readers. I've met Charles Soule. Yeah. Um, I have comics that he has signed yeah. from the Darth Vader series. Great guy. I mean, he's it was it was cool to meet him, yeah. and I don't normally do that, but I just so happened to be in the city he was in yeah. at that time, and definitely took advantage of that meetup and. Casey went to his hotel room. Right. And was like, <laughs> "You're gonna need to sign this. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you want me to leave, you have to sign these." <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to have like that connection yeah. to be like, "Wow, I I loved the comics that he wrote." So, I'll go ahead and I'll give this book a shot. And then, the marketing campaign started. And... Tire fire. Oh my! Tire fire is a great way to. <laughs> That's a good band name too, by the way. Yeah. I, with I wonder T-Y-R-E? Andy Dwyer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I can come up with his name for everything. So. Half-empty glass. Is that the Darth Vader comic you always tell me about yes. that you like? Yeah. Yes. The second the series. Second. Kieran yeah. Gillen's first series is really good, too. Yeah. But Charles Soule wrote Vader Down. Vader Down, okay. So, which is just, I mean, it's four issues just by the trade. Yeah. Um, Just go to comics to games. I think Mike has it. Um. But anyway, no, uh, like I was, I was super stoked for it because I'm like, sweet, more yeah. material. Because I'm reading um, the last Alphabet Squadron right now, which is really good. I'm too much Hera, um, not enough Alphabet Squadron, but you know, um, but right, the marketing just killed it for me. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, you you hired and and then and then what really was the nail in the coffin was at the end of the like author's zoom call with claudia gray giving the vulcan like live long and prosper it's like stop just just go away you wrote one of the best new canon books in lost stars yeah and and you're gonna pull this shit like i'm sorry but no 
that you, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that book. Yeah, and and that's where when we're going back to when we were talking about Jack Schaefer, how it's that slippery slope in the sense of I'm fine with I, I want talent, but I also want people to care. What's and, the difference? What's the difference between the two? The oh, two oh, properties? absolutely. It no, no, lead, it's it's a it's a it's it's two people that are yes, the difference. Leadership. Mm-hmm. Going back to that leadership. And, I mean, and Kevin Feige's starting to slip a little bit. I will say, and again, we've talked about this before. I love what they did for the most part of the MCU. I mean, there's a couple movies, obviously, that didn't hit land for me. But overall, I love the MCU. The future coming up movies, I am not really excited for any one of them. Uh, Again, I I really was excited for Black Widow. And again, I I I know part of that is hit on him for not releasing. I I think he wants a theatrical release, which I understand wanting that. But when your movie has been pushed back to a year... A movie use, like this. Use your company that is part of the global cabal of what is happening in the world to open things back up. Because mm-hmm. all of it takes is for Disney to say, you know what? All of these movies are coming out in the theater, and you have to have this many theaters open, this many seats available, and this many showings. Oh, it would because happen. Because guess what? George Lucas did that with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars became the biggest franchise in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. They have oh. the power to do that. Oh, absolutely. They, absolutely. they absolutely do. Hell, they could take and they could set up, you know how we were talking about ghost kitchens earlier? They could set up ghost theaters and say, we are we are renting out these, these little theaters that are closed down and we're only showing Black Widow. Go see it. These are the, these are the cleaning precautions. Mm-hmm. You have to wear a mask. There's no food, nothing, but a ticket is going to cost $15. Who wouldn't do that? No yeah. matter how scared you are of the uh, cornholio sickness. Cornholio! People are definitely... I mean, people need to know my Every t- I have... Th- I, that's like just... Reflex. Are you threatening me? <laughs> yeah. Just reflex when I hear cornholio. Casey, take your shirt down over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Put your arms down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So, I mean, we're at like an hour and a half, so... Um, what do you want to see, Casey, from Star Wars in the next five to eight years? I mean, I certainly have enjoyed the the Mandalorian season one and two. Uh, would really like to see the Obi Wan series be amazing. Um, I'm not as excited for Cassian, but I really loved Rogue One, so I want to see some more of that. And um, I don't foresee really anything coming out you know, majorly in the theater that's going to be, you know, even desirable uh, at this point. Um, you know, they've, it's kind of one of those, you know, fool me once mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm, I, I've pretty much learned my lesson from there. So I really like though what plus is doing and, yeah. and, you know, I certainly will continue to uh, look forward to those things as they come out. They seem to have, you know, laid the groundwork from the major investor call from what, Three, three or four months yep. ago, we covered. Um, we, well, yeah, I, I, did you watch the whole thing too? I, yeah. I watched the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all those shows coming out yeah. over the period of time. I mean, uh, you know, if half of those are okay, um, then and just okay. okay. That's the sad yeah. thing. We're okay if they're just okay. Now, at this point now. Um, yeah. Andor is the biggest bait and switch that they've done because at Celebration they announced that they were doing that. Yes, and Alan Tudyk came out and was like, "I'm in. K two is gonna be there. Yeah. You love him. He's snarky." He's got a fresh one for you, and then K2's not going to be in the first season. 
But I am excited because I do like Diego Luna. Yeah. Um, Cassian was actually one of the characters I really liked, especially after reading the idea that he was supposed to be a double agent yeah. for the Empire. And hopefully that they can bring that into canon and that's what the show is about would be great. I would love that twist, so, yeah. Um, but no, I agree, 100%. So what are you looking for now out of Star Wars in the next five to eight years? Uh, people are going to hate this, but to coin a phrase, just make Star Wars great again. <laughs> and it's easy. It's, it's make e- Star Wars fiction again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is because Star Wars has always been about characters and story and not agenda. And sadly, and again, we just mentioned Marvel, and that's what I'm afraid it's happening to Marvel right now, or the MCU, I should yeah. say. We know it's happened. It's, it's, happened, it's happened to, to the comics a long time ago. But tell stories about this galaxy far, far away. There are so many, and again, one of the things I think you know when they when they cut off the EU. Again, I know there was a lot of there was a lot of great stuff there. Um, there was a lot of not so great stuff there as well but there is so much history with star wars embrace it and again to the point when i was talking about when we were talking about jack schaefer and and what and shackman what they did even though they not didn't necessarily have all the knowledge it felt like what they gave us it felt like they had true love for that character for those characters i think they had true love for the story yes i, I think i yeah, think okay you, yeah. you have to be agnostic of the characters you yeah. just have to be, well have, Love the story. Yeah. And sometimes I, yeah, and that you're, that's exactly right. Cause I sometimes use story and characters interchangeably. But to your point, it was the story. Cause we always talk about the story. Yeah. The story is important. And to, and I think it, that is more accurate because you might love a character, but the story leads Heroes. that character Heroes a certain is the way. Perfect example of that. Yes. The first 13 episodes of Heroes is one of the coolest superhero TV shows that ever happened. And Tim Kring fell in love with, with the character. character. Yes, and it trumped everything that they had planned. Yeah. For so to so to yeah to clean that up. Yes, absolutely. People who love the story of Star Wars, and where you can go with that, not check boxes, not agenda, not wokeness. Star Wars itself. Star Wars should be for everyone. Star Wars shouldn't try to alienate no. people for their opinions or anything like that. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we've been seeing. That's why I say, just make it great again. Look at what George Lucas did. And I would would love to have him back in some, in creative control of Star Wars. As I I mentioned Overlord before (laughs) being the Star Wars czar or whatever. Well, I told you, I want him in charge of the story. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. I don't want him writing. I don't don't want him directing. No, (laughs) But I want him in charge of the story. Yes. But I don't know. I really want to see the hero's journey come back to Star Wars because we've lost that. We don't have like this is what this is why I liked WandaVision. Right. She was she was all powerful. No doubt. But she was super flawed. And and we we, we loved her in spite of those flaws. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think. Like I liked Ray. I really liked the character. I, I like Ray. Yeah. Um, but Ray had no flaws. Ray was unbeatable from the get-go. I think if Ray, and this is where JJ messed up, right? If Ray loses that first fight to Kylo Ren, like Luke lost. Well, I mean, Luke didn't really lose until Empire, but I mean, like, he really didn't have a fight, right? But, yeah, but uh, I'm talking but about one on one. If she loses yeah. that one-on-one fight to Kylo, then, and then her grit and determination get her through because 
She grew up on a scavenger planet as a little human by herself. She obviously is going to know how to fight, but even someone who is dying from a from from you know shaking from no selling a bowcaster blast um, <laughs> yeah. to you know as powerful in the force as we were led to think that Ben Solo was, um, she should never have stood a chance against him. I could have, I could forgive the physical aspect of her being able to, because yeah, I, physically, yeah. But when she, the whole force thing, her taking the light, and I think we yeah. talked about that a few weeks ago. That was the part where I absolutely agree, where she should not have been able to do that. It should have never been there for him to grab in the first place. No. Um, of course, you know they essentially neutered Finn in that same moment. So from then on. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, they From they neutered him. I mean, yeah. that was it. Yeah. That was Complete. done. That was yeah. the that was the end of his character. Well, the end of his character is when they they said, "Oh, I was a janitor." Because if you read the books leading up to it, he wasn't a janitor. He was a part of a badass stormtrooper team mm-hmm. that you know, just like everything was supposed everything's supposed to be canon. Yet yeah. Finn is a perfect is. example of having a gold mind, gold mind of material. And just casting it off in, into the water. Yeah. So and everybody brings up Kelly Mary Tran. That's been like making the rounds lately, like about Rose Tico and everything. Kelly Mary Tran was not the problem. No. Ruin Johnson was the problem with a first draft of a character he did not fully bake out, that he did not fully want to understand, that he literally wrote so she could have one line about inequity. That yeah. was it. That was it. That was the whole purpose of Rose Tico. And and it was a huge disservice to someone who is, a, as an actress, and from what I can see as a person, is super likable and, and should have should have been highlighted. Um, and, and instead, you know, it, it's a shame what happened to, to mm-hmm. like, that she felt like she had to leave social media, that they decided to reduce her role in the second film. Um, but again, it was an instance where she was just a, a, a mechanic who all of a sudden knew how really complicated, you know, hyperspace travel worked. Like nothing, nothing in the sequel trilogy was earned at any no. point. And that was that's because they got away from the hero's journey. Yeah. So cool. Um, all right. So are you done with Instagram? Are you still posting? I am not on there. So. Um, I basically have taken like since the summer off um you know the account's still there i you know we'll check it every once in a while really just to um check up with friends and um a few toy uh sellers in the chicago area uh that i'm that i'm close to who i usually text anyways but i just like to see what they're posting what they may have now that i don't live there um you gotta find new ones uh, yeah (laughs) certainly not gonna check those and i have gone and you know checked here local in this area um toy sellers and stuff again just to see what they have but you know new focus in my life now with the child on the way and you know so less less to do there in terms of just uh collecting and 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 posting and um you know my wife and i may start up accounts an account so family can can see the child and things like that because we're not going to be so one one bit of dad advice I took a picture of her every day for the first six months of her life. Yeah. And then I made a slideshow. Cool. I wish I'd done it the year. The full year. The full year. I I stopped after six months. But do do that. Do the full year. And um, the funny thing that you will see, because I even saw it at six months, is he will look exactly like you 
and he will morph into your wife. <laughs> because genetically, yeah. human babies look like the dads when they're born. Because when we were caping, that's how the dad knew it was theirs. And the dad was more, would stick around. Because it looked like himself. Yeah. Um, and genetically, we've never abandoned that as a race. So newborn babies almost never look exactly like the mom. They always look closer to the dad. And it's a, it's a, it's a genetic survival mechanism that, that human beings have. What's the name of this podcast? <sighs> Eugenics with Daryl and Eugenics. Casey and Brian. <laughs> no, but if, if you do want to, you know, send me a DM on Instagram, I'll, I'll certainly see it eventually. Slide right in. I had some people wish me some, you know, ha- happy Thanksgiving, happy Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. And, I, I apologized because I saw it, you know, sometime in mid-January, but good people, and I was glad they reached out to me. But uh, I've had some really weird people, too, uh, just during the political climate mm-hmm. that um, they know I'm a Christian, so they assumed they oh, knew oh, me. Oh, hold on. We don't, we don't talk. <laughs> no, that's that's completely off limits but, for that show, sir. But exactly. <laughs> kidding, like I'm It kidding. was just way out of the blue. A few people that I know that I thought I was fairly close with on, on Instagram that – just went in a very weird, dark place. Um, so Social media is not real life, To me, so. yeah, I was just like, wow, I, I'll, I'll uh, take a huge break from this. And, you know, a great focus this last year on, you know, my upcoming family, my mm-hmm. wife, my, you know, financial situation. Everything is just the glorious yeah, mane this, you have this going hair, on. I'm the, only cutting the awesome my beard. hair a few times a year now. Uh, I did trim my beard recently. It was pretty awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, he's so, going Viking. Yeah. You know, it gets to a point where you feel like did it's. You, did it's, you braid it? No, I didn't get that far, but it just sometimes it feels like it's. going on, like hanging out the back. I know, this little thing right <laughs> yeah. here. It's yeah. a little. little yeah. So. Straight out. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like it gets a little too overwhelming. So you know how so. you make them emojis in, in the iPhone? Right. His is perfect. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you for, for, yeah, for coming for having, on. Nice like, to meet Daryl yes. for the oh, first time. Nice to meet time. you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Been listening for so long and over the last year especially. And nice to meet him in person finally. Yep. Daryl. Old Daryl. <laughs> Isn't it? It's Dead perfect. On. It is dead on perfect dead like on. i've yeah. got your goatee and everything yeah. so um but yeah no thank you it's always a blast and uh, you know anytime you're in town you have an open invite to come in and be the third mic or second mic or first mic whatever you're, it's, it, it's it's really your show. it's rotating just, yeah so no casey like like when he had to commute into work was always great because like if there was ever a glitch he'd be like dude the podcast isn't up yet <laughs> And it was probably me. I don't know. So. I'm just not the most technical savvy well, person. Well, a couple times it was, was like, it yeah. was issues and things like that. It was great. And yeah. um, I was able to fix it. And like the one time I, I, I didn't even like schedule it. I just saved it. <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Um, I probably did reach out to you too. Like, hey, where's the cast? Like, yeah. what's going on? But yeah. it was my Monday morning commute. Yeah. Um, it kept me awake for that hour in the car every day. So every Monday. So. Every Monday. So. All right. Uh, cool. Any last words? Yep. Just looking forward to next week. Snyder cut. Snyder Fingers cut crossed. And Fingers crossed. Hours. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah, already. So yeah. I'm you see, yeah. this is the thing that Disney Plus needed to do. Um, is to to just a week off next, a week off next, a week mm-hmm. off next. And and they seem to have that. There is not nearly enough content on new content on there. Because no. I own all the Star Wars movies. I own most of the MC movie. I own all the MC MCU movies I want to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have the theatrical cuts of Star Wars, <laughs> so I'm not gonna watch the bullshit like yeah. special editions. <laughs> so, Han Did first. you see the meme about George Lucas saying an artist should never like go back and redo their art? If some something in 1993 yeah. that he's at is like, yeah, that Ouch. is the definition of irony. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, all right. On that note, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Casey, for coming in. Thank you for making the trek north of the wall. And we will see you guys next time. Later. See ya. DFS Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from memichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>